Dungeoneers! Welcome to Applied Dungeoneering, the D&D 5e actual play podcast that throws caution to the wind, much like I'm throwing my arms around while I give this introduction. I'm Josh, the Dungeon Master, the one who runs the game, and I can't wait to end this adventure on a party wipe. And I'm joined, as always, by my friends and co-hosts. We have Daniel, the Master of Improv, that's right. I'm I'm the I, I'm I'm the uh, uh, line master of line. improv. Ma- master of Im- improvisation. Oh, oh oh okay okay okay. Master of in in pre improvident in improbable um line again. Janelle is here as well. Um, she likes to take the game by the horns and just do whatever. Yeah. So I, I mean, to the I take I take it by the horns to the head. Um, <laughs> yeah, thank you for that segue. Appreciate that. I'm really good at soaking damage and dropping. That's my role. As I just instead of the tank soaking damage, I do that, and then let everybody else do their thing. So it's a good time. Also, Joel helps. Such me a soak wild the card. Damage. Yeah, I know. That's right. <laughs> oh man! Speaking of throwing caution to the wind, we have Nate here as well, and. Uh, I was curious, Nate, do you, do you plan anything before having Jasper do absolutely nothing? As I told you when I replaced my eyes with the D20s, I can see all and know all for all the probabilities. And I understand sometimes silence is the best probabilistic solution. And that trying to convince people to do certain plans is always sometimes futile. This is reminding me of the time Nate transcended into a D20. <laughs> it yeah, it was, a, it was a time. It's spreading. My head is now a D20. Oh, no. Well, Joel is here as well, and I guess he's usually pretty cautious. Yeah, um, can we do this session next week, Josh? I I don't think I'm prepared for for what's to come. You don't think you're don't, prepared? I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to do it. No, oh, well, I don't want to do it. I'm sorry, Joel. Um, I guess I guess we could. Uh, yeah, great up, guys. I guess we'll good up. We'll wait <sighs> till next thanks. week. Thanks. Wait, could I could I do mine and then we can cut it? No, I get to do mine. I'm not ready for you to say anything either. So oh, please oh. don't. <laughs> okay. Well, actually, I just got I just got a text from all of our listeners, and they want us to keep doing the episode. So sorry, Joel. We're gonna have to keep doing it. I didn't know Daniel's mom had your number. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> God. Where's the Neosporin? Burn. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, it's all coming back. <laughs> oh my god. Well, since Daniel's mom really wants us to continue with the show, uh, AJ, you literally, like, every class you play has reckless attack. Why is that? Yeah, it's, that's, that's a good question. See, the real meta is understanding how to effectively use a reckless attack in anything you do. You, wizard? Never, I've never played a wizard, but if I was a wizard, I, I would recklessly attack with the fireball, and I, I bet you I would, I would probably, you know, advantagely da- damage them. It's, it's all about throwing yourself at it. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure the fireball thing, I've already filled that space, AJ, so you're going to have to choose something else. Uh, ice ball. I could throw an ice ball recklessly and get advantage because... Yeah, like, I, like I said, AJ... Throws caution to the wind and places class wrong. <laughs> it's not wrong. It's just it's it's innovative. It's outside the box. Mm-hmm. Not oh, bringing not that, that back. <laughs> uh, well, all that aside, besides Joel being unprepared, how are you guys doing this week? One of these days, you guys are actually going to have real answers for me. <laughs> Super duper. <laughs> I'm nervous. I'm nervous. But also excited because I I think I think there's opportunity, but also some some real drawbacks if things go south. That's how you're doing this week. Hey, he's been he's been biting his nails since last episode. Oh man, poor guy. He doesn't have fingers anymore. <laughs> Just enough though to still kind of roll dice, but that's about it. Punch him in the air. There you go. I I have some of Nate's eyeballs. If you if you need more, some of them. I'll cut you, bitch. Give me back my eyes. Oh, God. Oh, no, you can't have them. They're mine. I stole them fair and square. They're mine now. No wonder I can't see anymore. I guess I'm just living with probabilities at this point, wandering through the land, 
knowing where I should go due to just sheer probability. Well, statistically, you can get back to your apartment, right? Isn't that what we learned in engineering school? Is that if you wander long enough, eventually you get back to your apartment? Hey, that's how yes. most of my math assignments went. <laughs> mm-hmm. Listen, we all know how to do math assignments. Zero, one, and infinity. And minus infinity. Yeah. Boom. If you can't, if it's not one of those answers, obviously the problem can't be done. <laughs> A true engineer. Fair enough. At least it weeds out the easy ones. Well, anyway, I would be lying if I said I wasn't nervous, just like AJ, because as much as I talk about wanting a party wipe, that just means more work for me if that happens. <laughs> then he has to deal with our backup characters, and that'll be a whole nother experience. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I can't really wait any longer. What do you guys say? We just we get back to the adventure. We just dive. No, I'm not going to say it. Oh, we just move back into the action. That's yeah. not nearly yeah. as satisfying, Josh. Do it again. <laughs> what do you guys say we dive right in yes there we go get daniel wet <laughs> get me wet <laughs> all right so i'm gonna give a quick recap and then we will we will jump in so last episode our team of fearless adventurers talked to edward smills in his office and refused his offer to leave town in favor of staying behind to investigate the problems going on right now when they tried to get back to the tavern to find laszlo they discovered that they were now wanted by the town guard for allegedly assaulting their friend and then to make matters worse a mob came by dragging fergus lady hecate's apprentice away to hang him under the impression that he was a changeling causing problems in their town so before we jump into that scene we have another flashback. <gasps> Ooh. Ooh. A chilly breeze drifts through the dark, pillared walls of a dry, empty monastery courtyard in the late autumn night. The old forest's trees are barely holding on to their last few fiery leaves as the winter months begin to encroach on the valley, and much of the grass has lost its greenish sheen. The moonlit grounds are well-kept even now, with the cobblestone floor devoid of fallen leaves, and the long brown grasses have been trimmed in preparation for the season. Amidst the rustling of the leaves and the creaking of the trees, the sounds of wood smacking into stone echoes loudly through the yard. In the center of the courtyard, a young human girl, around 13, whirls and spins in mock battle, smacking and jabbing the empty air and the stone walls around her with the end of her quarterstaff. Her dull, white monastic robes are dark with sweat despite the cold night. She twirls the staff in her hands as her feet slide elegantly across the stone, adding no sound to the air as they dance. As she practices, the strikes grow stronger and more aggressive, The girl's face begins to grow darker and darker, her expression slowly fading from blank and tranquil to hard and pained. Her exercise continues to speed up until her swings and jabs grow into a flurry of ferocious blows, almost a blur. With a roaring shout, she brings her quarterstaff down hard on top of the head of a nearby stone sculpture, causing her staff to break in two, sending the top half spinning out of the courtyard. Panting, she stares off into the darkness after it, before slowly turning to grab another one from a nearby rack. As she turns, she jumps when she sees a figure standing in front of the other quarterstaffs. A woman with long black hair and deep crimson skin, wearing robes similar to the girl's. The woman's pointed teeth, cat-like eyes, and long, broad nose give her a menacing air as the wind whips around the folds of her clothing. Her arms are folded in front of her, and she has a slight look of disapproval on her face. Hi, Mistress uh, Pertoro. How long have you been standing there? The girl asks sheepishly, avoiding eye contact and lightly shifting her weight from foot to foot. The hobgoblin woman's menacing air disappears as she cracks a half-smile while Vez isn't looking, 
before forcing it down and answering. Good evening, Pez. Long enough to see that you still haven't learned to control yourself yet. Besides, you know you shouldn't be training this late at night. You'll ruin your sleep. And unlike your elders, you still need to. Vez looks up at her for a moment before looking away again. I couldn't sleep. I was hoping that a little exercise would help. You know, to tire me out. She pauses for a moment as the hobgoblin woman continues to gaze at her, saying nothing. Vez looks down at the ground a little longer before continuing. I'm sorry, Mistress Hotaru. I needed to let out some frustration. I I just... She stops. Her eyes have grown watery and a lump has formed in her throat, preventing her from speaking clearly. I I just thought it would help. Hotaru slowly walks towards Vez and puts her hand on the girl's shoulder, gently so that her talons don't grip too hard. She waits for a moment, watching Vez stare at the stone floor of the courtyard. You're still having nightmares, aren't you? About... about what happened in Rillerford. Vez nods slowly, fighting to contain her composure in front of her mentor. The hobgoblin sighs gently and moves in front of her, putting her other hand on the other shoulder so that she holds Vez out at arm length. Look at me, Vez, with your eyes. Vez glances back at her. Hotaru's face has softened. Her closed-lipped smile is hiding her teeth now, and she looks almost friendly. Vez's features blur and shift, leaving her with pale skin and deep black eyes, still glistening with tears. I know how you feel. Hotaru gives Vez a small, comforting smile. I truly do. Many of us are here at the monastery because we have nowhere else to go. No one to rely on. She looks past Vez and stares into the night sky above the mountains. You know I was almost stoned to death, right? Before arriving here? No. For nothing more than being a goblin traveling through a dwarven settlement for daring to be the subject of baseless rumors that so-called intelligent beings tell each other to justify the evils of the world. There's a pause as Vez sniffs and struggles to speak. Why are people like this? Vez's voice trembles. It's not fair. No, it isn't fair. But people are afraid, Vez. Everyone fears the evil in their heart. So they blame it on those around them to pretend that evil only exists in very specific forms. And in times of strife, it's far easier to blame that which you don't understand. There are always two responses to this fear. Either prove them wrong or prove them right. Hotaru looks back down and Vez lifts her chin to meet her eyes. That is why we walk the path of tranquility so that we may let go of the horrors of the past and embrace a better future. A future without fear. There is a slight pause after Hotaru speaks, but then Vez chokes out. But what if I can't let it go? Hotaru pulls Vez closer and puts her arms around her in a tight hug. Then I wouldn't hold it against you, but at least I need you to try. And with that, the scene fades from Vez's true form, her face wet with tears, to her current form, a a human form, a farmer in the town of Brimpton, soaked through from the rain that is pouring and pooling in the streets, watching a mob drag an innocent boy through the streets with the intention of executing him out of fear. So what's she going to do? Having this uh, moment again with herself, she gets angry. She remembers her master's words to either prove them wrong or prove them right. And she's not really sure what she's about to do right now, but she knows she's got to do something. She can't let someone die for no reason again. So she's going to grab whoever happens to be close that is one of her friends and start making her way over there. That would be Gunner. Gunner, she grabs you and we're going. (laughs) And the rest of you are also aware of 
this too. So whether you guys meet up with Vez and Gunner is up to you. Or yeah. you guys can just either ignore it or head in that direction. Yeah, Aegon definitely wants to go over there. I'll follow. Fear's going to try to distance himself a bit because obviously he's big. So he's going to go slow, but probably take a, the other side of the street or something, but stay within like 30 feet. Okay. So you guys, you can hear Fergus shouting, I'm not a changeling. Let me go. And you hear uh, the voice of Trevor say, We know you're a changeling with your foul changeling pyromancy. You can't pull the wool over our ears. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> None of that makes any sense, but okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. As she gets closer to the mob, she's like, she kind of yells, Test him with the iron, trying to see if they can get him to hold iron, because. That should be fine if he can pass that test, hopefully. And uh, uh, Trevor looks around. He, he sees you um, in your disguise, so he doesn't recognize you. He says, we did, but he used a foul sorcery to overcome it. <laughs> wow. And, uh, other people are starting to say, yeah. And you see, like, there's a big, big muscular guy carrying a, a rope in his hand. She turns to... Uh, Gunner, and she's like, any ideas? Because if not, we're about to do something very stupid. And she's got like a hold of him, and she's like, and I'm not letting you back out. Or, well, yeah, she's using her human, quote-unquote, human voice to not draw more suspicion. I, I wouldn't dream of it. She's looking at you. You can tell she's desperate, but she doesn't know what to do. And she's trusting you with this decision, and she will go with whatever you decide in this moment. Well, I think we have two, well, I guess, plan A and plan B. Plan A, convince them to leave young Fergus alone. Plan B, we either run out there, grab him and run away, or we, uh, or we put on a whole show But how changelings aren't bad. But uh, I don't see that being... Uh, what are useful? I uh, yes, I don't think. I mean, I don't think that this is the proper time for that. So, do we either grab him and run, or do we make ourselves known and take his place? Hmm. I'm pretty quick. I know you're pretty quick. You think we could grab him and drag him along? <laughs> we could do something, or maybe we could. Uh, I know a couple of illusions. Maybe Jasper has something up his sleeve. Oh, that's a good point. She, like, looks around <laughs> to see if she can find her friends. Yeah, I think the the rest of your friends catch up to you uh, about ten seconds after you start looking for him. Jasper, can you make an illusion that would make it seem like he's still there, but then we could snatch him and run? It'd be difficult, and I don't know. Unfortunately, I didn't pick spells for getting people out of the situation. If only I'd asleep through a day. Yeah. Can you turn people invisible? No. I would need to sleep. It's not prepared. Theo, Aegon, Best ideas? thing I think you could do is maybe cast sleep on the creatures around here and put a bunch of them to sleep and it would cause panic and disorder. Jasper, that's it. No, Jasper, that's it. The, the vial. We could throw the vial when they're all together. And I can also just cast the spell too. We can hit double down. Is that the plan then? Just start chucking the vials? Yeah, when they're, when they're all together, that way it's maximum spread, and then we can just pick them up. Or I create a silent image of some cockatrice coming or something like that in the distance and land. That would give them enough time to probably cause the guards and other things to be jolted and could grab him. However, if someone is to grab him, it should be Vez, as she's the only one that could at least change her appearance the easiest. So you make an image? I grab the boy, you guys throw the vials when we get away. Can I continuously change cha uh, silent image into different shapes? I don't know, does it? What does it say? It says I can basically alter it to look like it's moving, but not directly state I can have it change, because having it be a changeling would be the most efficient. That would freak them out and have it run away. Yeah, well, you can, yeah, you can make it look like you can make it spread its wings and move around, whip its tail. But Gunner... Maybe some, if you have thaumaturgy, I can't create sounds and the object. You could make it more convincing, I'm sure. Well, you'd be right. If I knew that spell, 
Don't you have like a projection spell though to throw your voice? Well, that's a coincidence because I can use thaumaturgy. <laughs> <laughs> this is very meta, just saying. <laughs> Aegon, you have that capability? Of course, it's due to my uh, unique bloodline. Yeah, very good. Then I will create. I'll create the cockatrice, and you get it to howl and scream like we've heard before. And I think that might distract him, and I'll have it probably run away. Now, with thaumaturgy, Joel will actually have to howl and scream like a cockatrice, correct? I thought he could project uh, it. No, it, so I can create the sound originating from a point oh, of my I, choice. I, I really wanted you to. I really wanted you to make cockatrice <laughs> sounds. Cacaw! Cacaw! <laughs> Moo! <laughs> That's what cockatrices say. Cacaw, or is it kickery keys? Kickery keys. Okay, so you guys have a, a few ideas. The mob is making its way down the street. So you guys are gonna have to decide what avenue you want to take. Both are very good ideas. So distraction, grab him, and then sleep potion so they can't follow as easily, and then they have to like try to maneuver over the sleeping Conrad's bodies. Sleep potion would be probably better if you're being chased or something like that, as it's difficult to control on who it's going to affect. Yeah, and based based on the size of the crowd and the fact that it disperses into a 20-foot radius, uh, you would capture pretty much almost the entire mob in that splash. That would be good. And the worst part is the weakest person will go to sleep first. But we have two vials, if needed. Mm-hmm. I kind of think we should, like, if we get a chance, throw a preemptive one to take out any of the weaklings and then throw the second one after you've grabbed him, if you can, to take out anybody else that comes after you. Are there kids in the crowd? No, it's all adults. Then Jasper doesn't care. Go ahead, nuke the crowd. <laughs> we're just we're just making them sleep. We're not hurting them. Yeah. I'll, uh, yeah, okay. I think that's what few would then suggest is like he'll, he'll throw the first one then you can have the second one to help you get away if you is that the idea or are we going to toss them both I'll hand you in mine yeah or are we not going to do the illusion either way both okay so illusion and then Fio okay so we'll do the illusion with the sound and then Fio as they turn their heads and look away Fio will launch the first sleep potion I grab the boy and then whoever's left over I launch the second one, or will one of Josh, when we see them marching, do we know where they're roughly going to end up? Could we, uh, like, guards? place ourselves? No, the mob of people with the boy. Um, they are heading north from their current location, and you guys are just south of them. So could we run around and maybe semi-beat them to their spot? Yeah, if you, if, you ducked, uh, if you ducked through some alleys, you could run ahead of them instead of, like, coming up from behind them. Yeah, sort of like that. And then... I can do that. We, like... Okay, so I think Gunner and I need to maybe go forward, and the rest of them can kind of fall in the back. And then Fio does his thing. They do the illusion. Gunner and I grab the kid, and Gunner can have the second one and then launch the sleep potion and disappear again. We can try to both disappear. <laughs> yeah, sounds like a plan. Mm-hmm. I'll hand... Whoever needs to sleep potion mine, because I don't think I'll need it. But I do warn, if you're going to make noises and sounds, you better make sure you're more hidden. As in, only me and Vez are the only ones that won't stick out in the future, if we come back to this town. Yeah. True. Makes sense. But I, I think I need to have the sleep potion. I don't have one in my, my stuff, but you have one, right? Do yeah, you know? so Jasper and Vez have one. I'll just give them Wait, mine. Wait, so, but... Yeah, the- and then I will give Gunner mine. Okay. Okay. Because I'm going to be focusing on my stuff anyways. Yeah. So is it Aegon and Jasper heading one way then? And then yeah, I'll go with Jasper. Now let's put this plan into motion, guys. Yep, here yeah. we go. Yeah. Although I, I do want to say, I think whenever Gunner takes off and whenever he's uh, in the back alleyways, I think he pulls uh, something out of his bag he hasn't used in a long time. And he put under his cloak, he puts on uh, kind of an old, worn wooden fox mask. <laughs> <laughs> and then he proceeds. The most wanted man is there. 
<laughs> no, it's not Oblivion. <laughs> oh God! Stash criminal scum. Yeah, immediately. It's 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 him. Quick, guys, <laughs> get him! Oh gosh! Halt, criminal scum! You have violated the law. Okay, ready? Uh, I know that Gunner can be a fast boy. Vez has a normal speed of forty, so if we're going all out, then we're doubling that. Is my assumption. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's go, Aegon. We have spells to cast, and they seem obvious. We need to find a more hidden location. Of course. All right, so you guys are rushing into position. Who's moving first? Who's making the first move? It's Joel, Nate first. Then it's... AJ. Then it's AJ. Then it's Vez. Then it's Gunner. Okay. Basically, Aegon's going to prepare to cast Thaumaturgy and make it a, the cry of a cockatrice as soon as Jasper makes it appear. Then I guess me and Aegon will be the first ones to go. Can I find a location to uh, be more discreet and have a good opening in a sense where I can fly in from the sky and land, but we can be more hidden? Yeah, do you want the cockatrice to appear in front of them, to like the sides, behind them? I don't want it to appear. I want it to basically be flying in from the sky and land. I mean, that's what that's what I mean. Where do you want it to land? I'll have it land, I guess, like kind of. What do you think, Aegon? Should I have it go next to them, or sh- when it flies in, or should I have it be in a distance? Probably land in front of them to cut them off is what I. Well, yeah, just appear in like a blind spot and then land in front. Of them. So I'll have it appear out of sight and then basically fly into them and land. Okay. And basically land in front of them and starts how uh, whatever Aegon wishes to do with it. Yeah, as soon as it touches the ground, I want it to shriek at them. And I will just try and mimic whatever sounds he makes. All right, so uh, Jasper starts casting his spell, and the townsfolk are dragging poor Fergus through the streets when suddenly someone shouts, and they all look up. And with its bat wings spread wide and its stinger tail uh, whipping through the air behind it, a 20-foot-long cockatrice lands directly in front of them and opens its mouth. And what sound does it make, Joel? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Take an inspiration, Joel. Oh, boy. Yes. Oh I was gosh. upset. I was waiting for the kickery key. <laughs> oh, no. And they freak out and they all stop in their tracks and they immediately let go of Fergus so they're no longer grappling him and they're starting to stumble away from it. Before Vez and Jasper, not Jasper, other Jasper, Gunner, <laughs> get up there, Fio's going to launch his vial near the center of the group to try to get maximum spread before they get into effective range. Okay, so you can you can throw it uh, 20 feet. Okay, so he'll have to run up a little bit then to do that. Yes, you'll have to get a little bit closer to the mob. Okay, he's going to try to throw it maximum distance, that way he doesn't get caught in the blast as well. Yeah, yeah. like it'll, it'll be, you'll be right at the edge of the blast, so you'll have to okay. get basically right next to the mob in order to get as many people as possible. Okay, then he'll do that. Is this just a regular attack or how do you want to do this um no i think it's just pretty standard you just throw it at a point and it explodes okay cool i didn't know if i had the roll for it or not no you do have to roll the 5d8 though oh right 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 so yeah Theo just throws his, pulls his arm back and throws this vial and it arcs through the air and smashes into the ground and poof the vapor just explodes into a 20 foot radius circle like so 40 feet wide cloud of sleep gas sorry i forgot the roll i was listening to your description (laughs) (laughs) so that is 16 okay so you throw it oh wait you said 5d8 yeah sorry never mind that's 24 i rolled an eight all right so you throw it and you see six of the 15 townsfolk collapse to the ground unconscious cool almost half of them and the others like they're turning to flee from the shrieking cockatrice which is now stalking towards them like an oversized velociraptor with bat wings and 
they're turning to look at you, and now they're freaking out because they see a very tall man in a black cloak silhouetted against the, the dark, rainy streets by the lamps behind you. <laughs> and they're starting to freak out and try to run away. I think if he has any movement left, he's going to try to get as far away from the crowd as possible so he doesn't get uh, hit by the next thing that happens. Okay. So you got about 10 feet of movement left. Yeah, cool. So then we're going to cut to Gunner and Vez. Gunner has his fox mask on, and Vez is still in her disguise. So through this panic, as soon as the potion settles, she kind of like maneuvers her way through these people, grabs Ferguson. Fergus. Sorry, AJ, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Grabs Fergus. He didn't go down, did he? No, he didn't. Okay. You grab him and he starts fighting against you. He's like, I'm not a changeling. Let me go. Shut up. I know that you're not. The lady sent us here to get you. Now let's go. And she just grabs him and it's like, now, or you're going to die. And she (laughs) keeps dragging. Wait, wait, where are you going? And uh, you see Farmer Trevor sees you trying to drag Fergus away. Oh, my God. He he looks back at the cockatrice, and he's trying to run away from it, but he's running towards you. He's like, stop, stop. And uh, he pulls out a knife. That's the captain of the guard that's doing that? No, this is Trevor, the guy we saved, who Vez is slowly regretting ever pulling him out of the hole. (laughs) Can I have the uh, cockatrice jump over there and begin running at him? Yeah, you can make it move, so it could, like, pretend to flap. I think I'm already pushing the bounds of letting it have it swoop in. But I think it has to stay in its 15-foot cube. Oh, never mind. No, no. Yeah, you, you can just make it move. Yeah, Nate, you can do that. You can make it chase after him. I'll have it chase after him. And if it can run faster, since I think it's an illusion, I'll have it go unnaturally fast and try and cut him off. Okay, so you have it, like, swoop in front of him. Yes. And then nudge Joel to make it howl. <laughs> yes alright so he's he's gonna freak out and he's gonna stop but he's going to throw his knife at it uh oh well he missed completely I'm basing the cockatrice's AC off of your spell DC Uh, but he rolled a 5 that's amazing so he throws the knife and it just harmlessly goes over the illusion and he starts stumbling back and shrieking. Okay, so Vez has Fergus out of there yeah. now? Yes. All right, so Gunner is going to then uh, move forward. He's going to launch his vial of a sleep potion 20 feet okay. into the crowd. All right, so Gunner throws his, and it like, uh, bounces and jumps across the ground before hitting hitting the street, and then just, again, poof, exploding into a big cloud of sleep gas. Give me that 5d8. Okay, it's pretty good. 28. 28. That's another 7. Nice. So there are only two people from the original mob who are still up, and one of them, one of them is Farmer Trevor, and one of them is the big guy with the rope, but they both look absolutely terrified by the cockatrice. We're not staying. (laughs) Vez is running and dragging Fergus along with her. Jasper and Aegon, uh, you guys, since you guys are far enough away, uh, you hear a commotion. You look back and you see there is a large group of guards coming, trying to make their way through the fleeing townsfolk to investigate what's going on. So there's a group of guardsmen heading towards this location. From the north or from the south? From the or? south, from the from where the inn is. Oh, crap. Okay. Are there any underground passageways that she knows about? You guys know that the wells connect to the underground. Oh, there's a well nearby? Yeah. Oh, perfect. Uh, I think Fia will look back and, and see the same thing and yell to Tuo, Koma, guys, let's go. And, and he's going to start running towards Vez and Gunner around the corner to the east to try to follow them over okay. the sleeping bodies. Uh, yeah, don't touch. Yeah, so you uh, you uh, run and you're careful not to step on anybody because you could damage them while they're lying there sleeping. Okay. Now it's just uh, Jasper and Aegon. What are you guys going to do? Uh, I suppose we'll follow after Fio. I will at least. 
I'll follow too, and I'll have the cockatrice start running the other direction to lead them away. Okay. Or chase after someone, basically. <laughs> like the two towns guards, <laughs> just until he can't anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, you. Uh, so you guys duck around and you follow the rest of the party, and you direct your illusion to charge at the town guards, and they all scream and they raise their uh, their crossbows and spears to brace themselves against this imaginary creature. But then as soon as you duck around the corner and get far enough away, it just dissolves into a mist before it gets to them. Okay, and where is that well? <laughs> yeah, you, you duck through some streets and you, why don't you give me a survival check with wisdom? Because you're trying to recall, like you're trying to track, you're trying to recall where you saw the nearest well. So you guys can all make this as a group check. Do you say survival? It's already yep. wisdom. Well, I, I specify because sometimes oh, I make you do you. skill checks with different abilities. Ah, there we go. <laughs> I got a 17. Five. 12. <laughs> 15. 19. Okay. So you guys are able to recall where you saw the nearest well. Um, and you duck around and you actually get to the same well a few blocks away that... Uh, you guys had done your well inspector <laughs> at. Did we leave nice. the rope or take that? I left it. Like, the people still needed it there to, you know, get fish water out. Yuck, fish water. Ew. <laughs> well, it's going to be dog water after 2-0 jumps down. That's true. It's true. Oh, he's going to smell like wet dog. Ah. That's okay. Better it is raining. It already does, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's raining. Cool. All right, well, I shoved Gunner down there first. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're just doing the, like, half slide, half climb down route this time. It's not going to be pretty, but it's going to be efficient. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Okay, guys, uh, we've got to get out of sight. Fergus, you can stay up here if you want to die, but if not, you're going to have to come with us. She's like, follow me, and she goes, reaches for the rope, and then, like I said, slide climbs down quickly to get to the Okay, Munch, uh, you'll have to give me uh, uh, an athletics check. Here we go. Vez knock herself out by hitting her head on the side of the well. Let's so see. It's 20 feet down. Maybe. Mm. 10? <laughs> okay, that's good enough. Oh, thank goodness. Okay. Ooh. That was a negative one. <laughs> so I was like, oh, <laughs> oh no. no. <laughs> All right, so yeah, Vez gets to the bottom and you uh, climb into the like weird little cave outcropping that leads into the ruins below. Who goes next? I think since Gunner was probably closest, he does. Okay. Gunner, why don't you give me an athletics check? Using strength, obviously. Yeah, that was 17. Okay, yep. So. Gunner slides down. Uh, Tuo whines and looks up at Theo. <laughs> uh, well, first he he's look, gonna... He looks down at his paws, and then he looks at your hands, then he looks <laughs> back up at you. <laughs> uh, well, uh, first he's gonna try to usher to Fergus to, to either go or get out of the way. Okay, Fergus is gonna. Right, he's gonna. Oh, okay. Uh, in, go, in. Uh, that, that is a nine. So he slips <laughs> and he falls and almost lands on Gunner. <laughs> and he takes ten points he's gonna of die. falling damage. <laughs> Actually, he's let me double. Let me double check real no. quick. I think it's just a D six. Oh, I think on. it's just a D six. No, it's two D six, but it's twenty feet down, AJ. Oh, I think he's the only fell. <sighs> he's gonna fall out and break his neck. Well, I mean, there's water at the bottom. It's the so water, it's though. Then doesn't that reduce the damage? Didn't we talk about that? That's yeah. right. It is, it is half. Okay, never mind. Yeah, so it's only five damage. Okay. Thank he you, should... Janelle. Take an inspiration <laughs> for reminding me. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he hits the water hard and it's like, like on his back and like uh -huh. slowly sinks before Gunner grabs him and pulls him out of the way. <laughs> then Theo will uh, hoist... Tuo up onto his shoulders like a fireman carry or like a like a scarf kind of thing. It's like, Tuo, better. Ellie picks him up and puts him on. He's going to try to climb down, sucking in his gut as much as possible. Okay. All right. Uh, give me a, an athletics check with strength. Okay. I know you've got enough strength to carry uh, Tuo, so. Yeah. Uh, that's a 16. Okay. You're good. You make your way down. Cool. I suppose I'll jump in next. All right. I'm going to use my inspiration 
though. <laughs> really? Oh, okay. Ooh. Uh, What'd you get? I got a one on the die. <laughs> would have been a zero. Oh no. <laughs> All right, that's a, that's a 14. Okay, you're good. You're able to climb down as well. So much better. And uh, Jasper is waiting his turn. And just as uh, Aegon's getting out of the way, you see uh, some guardsmen up the street. Haven't They haven't seen you yet, but they're running through the streets, like looking around wildly. I guess I better jump down real quick. That's an 18. All nice. right, so Jasper just grabs the rope. He doesn't have to worry about rope burn, so he just slides down and splashes in the water. And you guys all climb through the, the hole in the little cave at the bottom of the well and make your way into the underground dwarven ruins. Oh my gosh. Whew. <laughs> yeah. We did it, guys. We got away. <laughs> so yeah, you make your way back into the, the tunnels. This is a different location than where you guys had gone down previously, but it's similar. It's got the marble walls, cobwebs covering all the murals, and it was dust on the floor, and the cobwebs were initially dry, but the rainfall, the abnormal amount of rain that you've been getting like just today uh, is starting to leak down the walls. It looks like it's overwhelming whatever drainage system the dwarves had originally installed into their ruins, or perhaps they've just degraded over time so they can't handle the volume of water anymore due to disrepair. But the cobwebs have been matted down into weird, like, canvas-like curtains of just weird, wet, slimy webbing. And the thick, thick dust on the ground has started to, like, mix with the water, creating a somewhat slippery, muddy surface. And there's, like, a constant sound of water dribbling down the sides of the walls right now. Well, Gunner wants to check on Fergus. Yeah, he, he gets up and he's like my back ow i'm not i'm not strong oh you're young you'll 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 walk it off it'll be fine ow oh uh i suppose you don't recognize me like this and gunner takes his mask off mask off it's me oh it's the creepy old man no oh <laughs> well, it, it 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 hurts verse in this scenario because i did the nice thing for you two times and uh yeah, great. You're welcome, firstly. Secondly, Vi? I, I know Vi, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. Did they think you were a changeling because you know magic? That and that damned Mr. Smills making baseless accusations against me with no proof. And I, I guess it just got the people riled up. Stupid peasants. Probably never read a book in their life. Maybe not, but Smills is also trying to get people killed, so there's that too. Well, I can't say I'm too surprised. It was only a matter of time before he finally snapped. Why do you say that? Oh, because he's a bad man. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yep. Seriously, seriously, I don't understand why you had to ask that question. My because back! maybe they're... <laughs> he falls back into the mud. Ow! Maybe we just leave him here since he can't really walk or and do anything but whine. I'm a teenage boy. Get up. Cut me some <laughs> slack. And he, he gets to his feet. Well, okay, well, thank you very much for helping me. You know, if you go back up there now, they're going to think you are a changeling because you didn't die the first time. Yeah. You better stick with us, pal. Yeah, I guess so. I guess the dungeon master's gonna have to make a token of me now. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of which, do you, uh, I know you're a bit of a pyromancer. Do you, do you know any good magics that might help us? I, I, I can produce flame. Well, I, I can make I, that, uh, and, uh, and I can, uh, I can, uh, I can make a cone of flames with my hands too. Oh, well. That could be useful. I also know trigonometry. Whoa. Nah, I, I can't see why that, that would be useful. Yeah, you're right. What, what's, what what is trigonumeral pi? Oh, oh no, you, you you hurt Fio permanently. <laughs> oh, no. Is that, 
Do is that like a, feel is that like a strudel? Shh, Matt, uh, Theo, shh, it's math. Uh, don't worry no, about it. Don't do it. <laughs> Gunner's just got his finger on Theo's lips and he's trying to get him to lie down. Shh, it's, uh, it's okay. My nose is bleeding. Just, just rest, I know. <laughs> oh no, you've, you've hurt Theo bad. Uh, bad man. Oh, big word. <laughs> So what are what are Aegon and Jasper doing? I haven't heard a whole lot from them. Uh, well, I think since it's very dark down here, Aegon is going to cast light with his rod so that they have some visibility. Move away from the entrance. Yeah, yeah, he's not, he's not going to do yeah. it near the entrance, but yeah, because the light's kind of dim near the entrance, so you can see a little bit. But now with your light, you can you're far enough in that people won't see it right. if they look down into the well. Uh, but now you can like see pretty. You. I get it, you can see pretty well. Yeah, I see what you did <laughs> there. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, how about Jasper? Is Jasper doing anything, Nate? Now that he can actually see, he's going to enter basically the place. That's about it. He's just following. Okay. Josh, is there like an intersection that's big so that way we, we won't get trapped by any like flooding water or anything like that in case something does break in the systems to allow too much water to come through? Is like is there like a no more open area in the sewers here or do they link up to one of those well, rooms not, with the fountain? Sewer. They're not sewers, they're just like underground ruins. But yeah, you're able to find a, a relatively open area. Like you follow the hallway that you're in right now for a bit and you get to uh, kind of a large open room about 20 feet by 15 feet wide nothing really special in it anything that was in it was probably taken away a long time ago there's no fountain right no fountain in this one no oh thank god <laughs> cool i uh i'm i'm whooped and i think we should decide if we're gonna stay here if it's safe or if we're gonna try to get out of town to find somewhere safer because i i don't know about how much else we can do today or what else we should do? I'm. I don't. Everything is turned on its head. Yeah, Fergus, Fergus says, "I could use a rest." Yes, I think. Uh, I think we maybe we should find somewhere to rest down here after everything we've been through today. Now everyone in the town is after us. Spectacular! This is exactly how I wanted my day to go. You could have well, been dead. Would you have preferred that? Well, well, no, but. Okay, then. I'm, I'm just... a teenage boy. Let me whine. <laughs> <laughs> She's getting more and more knowy. How old does he look, roughly? Uh, like 14. Okay. She'll give him, I guess, a little bit of slack then. <laughs> You're bit Okay. Do you... Which way is Lady Hecate's place from here? Anybody? You mean, you mean the, the palace? Yes. Fergus is going to point down a hallway, and he says, I, I think it's this way. I think... That makes me very confident. Thank you. Yeah, Val, did you figure that out with trigonometry? Actually, yes, I did. Oh, good. And Gunner literally claps for him. Oh, good boy. Stop. Boy. Okay, this is <laughs> this rude. is turning into nothing. We're all I being assholes. I don't believe in Euclidean space. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's inferior. Jeez. Do, do you know what that means? She says to first. Yeah, I do, but I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I would not understand. I just wanted to know if anybody else knew what the heck he was talking about. Are you a believer of the complex plane? <laughs> God. Yeah, I've read a few books on it. Jasper just smiles so happily. And says, <laughs> you will have much to discuss, dear friend. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is the most emotion I've seen from him. <laughs> We've all been replaced because someone else has read books. <laughs> so, uh, do you want some tea? I can make some good tea. Got a herbalism kit. What do you need? Jasper, yes. we well, need to rest. Let's, get, let's find a resting place first, and, and then, yeah, I'll, I'll take some tea. Do you have chamomile? I'll find out. <laughs> oh, I think we're, I think we're out. I think it's just Earl, Earl Grey. That's all we got left. No, that's, that's okay, too. It just depends on whatever's in my alchemist patch. <laughs> Should we move towards the direction in which he said? I think if we go anywhere up ground, the safest place is going to be the castle. Because we at least know that she believes us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's 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 make our way that way and see how far we can get in the tunnels. And we can maybe return you home and keep you safe somewhere out of sight there. Well, and you might be able to be safe too if we can find a, a spot for you. I'm sure, sure, Lady Hecate 
would believe you believe your innocence. I think he's safe by us. Don't worry. <laughs> no, I mean, I do think we'll t- hopefully get him there, but we know she'll believe us. That's not the problem. It's just a matter of there's a lot going on that you don't understand right now, and none of it is good. You, uh, after you guys kind of uh, situate yourselves and get ready to start walking, uh, you hear a meow pierce the darkness. Ah, speak of the devil. <laughs> and uh, up ahead, down the tunnel that Fergus had pointed, you see uh, the two gleaming eyes of a black-haired cat staring out at you from the darkness. And it kind of vaguely sees its outline as it turns and walks a few steps and then looks back at you walks a few steps and then looks back at you again. Okay, I think the cat's forgiven. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) I've never been so happy to see a cat. So where have you been? Cat just yowls at you and then begins trotting down the tunnel. (laughs) It's good to see you, Master. (laughs) All right, so you guys head off deeper into the Dwarven Tunnels following your little cat friend on your way to... Hopefully safety. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, share it and our other episodes with your friends, family, and co-workers. Your boss, if you're daring. Visit our website to find your copy of a D&D Quick Starter Guide, and feel free to join our growing community on the various social media platforms in the description. There, we discuss episodes, Dungeons & Dragons, and STEM topics that we all love. Thanks again for listening. We can't wait to see you here at Applied Dungeoneering. Some of the background music in this episode is from Monument Studios. Check out their other music at monumentstudios.net. The songs Wuxia Village and Weirder Things 2 are from Tabletop Audio at tabletopaudio.com. Licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial no derivatives 4.0. Creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by dash nc dash nd slash 4.0.